Hey, thanks so much for being here. This is My City Church, and this is our podcast. We hope you are inspired to love God, love people, and lead in life. Enjoy the message. Come on, My City Church. How many of you guys ready for the Word of God today? Let me see you. All right, I'm speaking to two people today. How many of you guys ready for the Word of God today? Amen. Are you hungry? God's going to speak to you today. I believe he's got a word. If you're taking notes, be ready for God to speak to you. I believe he's got a great word in season and out of season. No matter what you came in here with, maybe this is your first time back in weeks and months. I believe God has ordained you to be here today because he's got a word for you today. He's going to speak to you. We've been in the series, If My People. How many of you guys enjoyed the series so far? This is our last week. Everyone says, aww kicking off our Christmas collection of talks. And next week is going to be a fantastic series as well. I feel like I say that about every single message. It gets better and better. Maybe there's a sense that I feel like God's trying to speak something to his people. And uh, it's like when you're living off the daily bread, you're, you're always, man, this is so good. Man, this is so good. I never get tired of it. So I believe God has a great word for you also next week, but don't miss today. Because God's going to be speaking to you today. We've been living in 2 Chronicles chapter 7. How many of you guys have your Bibles today? Lift them up. If it's on your phone, let me see it. It's important to read your Bible each and every day. If you missed, if you missed you today or you missed yesterday, hey, that's all right. Today's not over. Don't miss today. I see your Bible. Olivia, I believe. Olive, Olive, I see you. I see your Bible. A little girl bringing her Bible to church. It's great. Bring your Bible to church. Bring your Bible. Read your Bible. It'll, it'll change your life. It's changed mine. But we've been talking about if my people, and uh, we've been living in the realm of uh, last. the first week we talked about initiation and that it's important to initiate what God has asked you to do. What has God asked you to do that you haven't started yet? And in order to reach your full potential in Christ, to maximize your full potential, you have to initiate. But then there comes a point in your life where you have to instill disciplines disciplines because a lot of people start but not a whole lot of people stay with it because they weren't disciplined and today I had the honor of being able to talk to you guys about persistence to be able to maximize your potential in Christ it takes persistence and we've been living in 2nd Chronicles chapter 7 verse 14 let's read it real quick it says if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Last week, I hope that last week's message blessed you. We talked about uh, what happened after King Solomon. So for those of you joining us for the first time, go back, check out the podcast the last two weeks. Last week we talked about King Solomon and what happened after he forsook the words that God spoke to him. So this is a verse where God spoke to Solomon. He said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and seek my face, then I'll hear from heaven, I'll turn and I'll heal their land. So what we find is that Solomon actually forsook God. He ended up getting lost in his, in his many wives. They ended up turning him away from the one and true God. And what we found is that his, his, his son after him and his subordinate, his servant after him, ended up living in a divided kingdom. And how many of you guys remember their names? It was Rehoboam and Jeroboam. I couldn't think of any names last week, so I called them R and J. But today we're going to be calling them Ray Ray and JJ hindsight, I wish I would have came up with that before, but I didn't. So you have Ray Ray and JJ. Now Ray Ray's son, Asa, Asa actually turned the whole country back to God. He tore down the pillars. We closed that last week. We talked about how he tore down all the altars. He tore down all the sacrifices. He said, we're going to turn and we're going to seek the Lord. Well, JJ, the person that followed JJ, his son, 
didn't do that. And we're gonna follow in the lineage of JJ. JJ's family was a crazy family. There was a whole lot going on in JJ's family. It's like a reality TV show. But instead of, it's like, instead of it being called keeping up with the Kardashians, it was like keeping up with the kings of Israel. It was, it was a crazy family. And what we find is that JJ wasn't seeking the God. JJ ends up dying. And he has a son by the name of Nadab. He's only reigning for two years. Nadab ends up passing away in war. And then we have Basa. Basa ends up reigning for 24 years. And then he also dies of old age. Then we have Elah. Elah is reigning for two years before he gets assassinated by Zimri. And then we have the commander of the army named Omni. Omni ended up taking the kingdom back from Zimri. I know you don't have to, don't feel like you have to take notes on this. I'm just trying to tell you, this is what's going on. Omri ends up taking the, the army and taking hold of the northern kingdom. And then the true line of the throne ends up contesting it. And finally, Omri ends up killing the whole family of the original throne. And now he succeeds himself as throne on the throne. And then he dies and his son by the name of Ahab begins to reign. And four years into Ahab's reign, that's when Asa, son of Reh-Reh, finally dies. So it's amazing how when a man, when a person is following God, how God flourishes in their life. And I think that's evident that God was speaking something over Israel, over Judah, that there's an importance to be in the word of God, to be following God, because as Pastor Casey said, God rebukes the devourer concerning you. Now, I don't serve God for favor, but I understand that favor is a product of me serving God. So Ahab takes the throne and Asa's been, he's been alive, Asa's been alive for, for 40 years he's been king. And then he finally dies and Ahab takes the throne over Omri. This is the northern kingdom. So we got a, a lineage that's serving God and one that couldn't be further away from God. We've all been there at one point in our lives where we've been far away from God. Well, there's good news today that even though we are far away from God, God is close to you. Man, that's a much deeper teaching. But we'll, we pick up in King Ahab, and, and we pick up just kind of in one verse, it's 1 Kings chapter 16, verse 30, that describes Ahab and who he is. So all these evil kings went before Ahab, and now this is how the, the Bible describes Ahab. And he says, Ahab, son of Omri, that was the keeping up with the kings guy before him, did more evil in the eyes of the Lord than any of those before him. A big statement. He did more evil in the eyes of the Lord than any of those before him. I want you to understand that this is a dark time in Israel. It's a dark time. So dark, in fact, that God commands a prophet by the name of Elijah. He says, these people need to turn to seek my face. So I need you to go and pronounce a drought over the land. And so God's, Elijah goes to King Ahab and he pronounces a drought over the land because God is trying to get the attention of the people. God is trying to get their attention because it's dark times in Israel. There's a whole lot of resistance to the words of God, the things of God, kind of like how we're living today in America. There's a lot of resistance to the ways of God and the things of God that you're considered crazy if you believe that. It has no place. You know, you keep your Jesus to yourself, but the moment you bring it into the marketplace or in the schools, you have no right bringing it, kind of like we're facing today. It was dark times in Israel, and they were facing resistance to the things of God. But what I know is that you cannot have breakthrough without resistance. And what you are calling a setback, God is calling a setup. 
and what is coming against you in your life, I'm here to tell you today, don't grow weary. Stay persistent because you're about to see a breakthrough in your life. Because I know that the darker the world gets, the brighter the church shines. And I believe here as My City Church, we are called to shine a light in Omaha that cannot be ignored. For the sake of those that are lost can come home. I wanna see people come back to God. I believe that God has things for your family, for your kids that have gone astray. I believe God has things for your parents. If you're in here and you're praying for your parents to come to God, keep on praying. I've seen, I've seen countless prayers of people praying for their kids come to pass. Breakthrough is on the way. And I wanna ask you, and I wanna speak to you on this, thought, this topic, this thought. If you're taking notes, write it down. The first week we talked about become what you believe. You guys remember that? Second week, we talked about when belief isn't enough. And the third week, the point is, will you still believe? Will you still believe? Let's pray. God, I thank you for your word. Your word's true. It's sharper than a double-edged sword, God. I believe that you're gonna speak to us today. God, speak to us today. Open our eyes to see you. Open our ears to hear you. We're hungry for you today, God. Won't you speak to us, God? Give us actionable steps, God, and the things that each and every person came in with, God. I pray that you'd help me speak a thousand messages right to their circumstance, right to their situation, that they would leave here changed. They would leave here seeing through heaven's eyes, not through their earthly eyes, hearing with heaven's ears, not through their earthly ears. God, we love you. And right now, church, open up your hands and say these words after me. Say, Lord, speak to me. I'm listening. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Hey, put your hands together for God this morning. So here we have King Ahab. King Ahab is over the northern kingdom of Israel, and Elijah just went to King Ahab and pronounced a three-year drought. A three-year drought because God is trying to get the attention of the people. So he pronounced no rain because God is trying to say, get the attention of the people to turn back to God. So the southern kingdom, Ray Ray, remember Ray Ray's family, they're seeking God right now. Ahab, though, couldn't be closer to God. He is far away from God. He's done the most evil, the worst king in the history of Israel up until that point. The Bible says he did more evil in the eyes of the Lord than any other king that went before him. And so you have Elijah. Elijah goes to King Ahab and says, hey, there's going to be a drought. And three and a half years goes by. Elijah goes and God sends him to the brook. He gets fed by ravens. Uh, how many ever get fed by a bird in here? Not me. So Eli God's looking out for Elijah. Because how many know when the world's collapsing around you, God will look out for you? God will look out for you. He is looking out for you. He'll send you where you, think you, need, where you don't need to think you need to be because he has provision there. And you don't know what he's providing for you after you got fired at that job. You don't know how he's providing for you right now. God has provision for you. So he sends him over to the brook to provide for him. Three years later goes by. He says, Elijah, go back to King Ahab because I want to end this drought. So Elijah goes back to King Ahab and basically they have this showdown. They call it the battle on Mount Carmel. The showdown on Mount Carmel. Basically, there's this big mountain outside Israel. And Elijah gathers all the prophets of the false gods, the false gods being Baal and Ashtoreth, grabs them all and all the people of Israel on top of this mountain with King Ahab and Elijah. Basically, it's all of Israel versus the man of God. Elijah, his name means Yahweh is my God. So him just saying his name, he's already saying where he stands. And he speaks to the people. He says, how long will you waver between two opinions? If Baal is God, then follow him. 
If Yahweh is God, then follow him. He says, stop dipping your feet in the water. Stop going back and forth. You, you know, you're following God, but then you're also being a part of Baal and Asher. He says, how long? Let's do a test right now. What we're gonna do is we're gonna have a big sacrifice, and whichever God answers by fire, that's the true God. How many of you guys think that's a good idea, huh? Shoot, man, you guys see me light up, put up all these drums and say, you know what, if God answers this by fire, we're gonna follow him, right? And you guys see a fire, a pillar of fire from heaven go and burn up the drum set right there. I mean, we'd all be like, okay, God's real. I mean, who's seen fire fall from heaven? I haven't. So we have Elijah saying, whichever God answers by fire, that's the true God. And so we find the, the false prophets are calling out their God, and he says, he's making all fun of them. Keep crying out to your God. Maybe he's in the bathroom. Keep crying out to your God. Maybe he's sleeping. And finally, Elijah's like, all right, all right. It's almost, the day's almost over. Let's put away your God. Let me call to my God. And by the time the evening sacrifice came, Elijah says one prayer. One prayer. I'd write that down. One prayer. Elijah says one prayer. And the fire consumes the sacrifice. And then we pick up, they kill all the other 850 prophets, false prophets, because they're not going to let the people keep deciding to go back to their former ways. So the people, seeing that this is the true God, saying these people have been lying to us, they get rid of them. And then Elijah says to King Ahab in 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 41, and Elijah said to Ahab, go eat and drink, for is the sound of a heavy rain. He says, there is a sound of a heavy rain. So put yourself in Israel's perspective. They haven't had rain in three years. Three years. Now, this isn't like in our day where you just walk up and turn on a faucet and we get water. I mean, how often do we take for granted the things that we get today that some people around the world don't even have access to? So it's teaching, it's having a heart of gratitude, a heart of thankfulness. Did you thank God today that you had a car to come to church? Did you thank God today that you had a warm coat that you didn't have to freeze? Did you thank God today that you have heat in your, in your house? And it's a heart of gratitude. What I find is that my kids, when they are thankful for what I've given them, even the most simple things that I would have given them anyways. When I give them something to them and they show a heart of gratitude, you know what that once makes me want to do as a father? Oh, shoot, I'm going to give you more. I'm going to give you more. Now, I don't have a heart of gratitude to get. I realize that God has given me so much. So this is what I do in my car. I thank God that I have a car, a 2012 Honda Civic that has no engine problems, even if it did have engine problems, though, I'm still thanking God for it. I'm learning to thank God for the things that we take granted every day, take for granted every day. But understand at this time, there was no faucet. No faucet. So there's, there's, there's no rain on the land for three and a half years. And Elijah says the words, I hear the sound of a heavy rain. I want you to put your, yourself in Elijah's shoes. What is Elijah hearing? How do you hear rain that isn't falling? How do you hear something that isn't falling? Because God has given him a word. And sometimes in your life, God will give you a word that will not change your situation. It'll change you. It'll change how you approach your situation. It will not change the environment that you're in, 
but it'll give you a new perspective so that you're not living by your situation, but you're living by your revelation. You're not living by what you see with the natural, with your eyes, and what you hear with your ears of the natural. You see with your spirit, and you hear with your spirit. So when Elijah says, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain, there's a sound of a heavy rain, he's speaking something that is spirit, not physical. In your world, in your life, God will sometimes give you, God will sometimes give you a word to get you through the situation that you're in. And some of you guys, you may be doing well in life. I'm not talking about when, you, when you, some of you may be dry. And when I say that you're dry, I'm not saying that you're dry in your, your work, your marriage. You may have a great marriage right now. You may have the best job, the best kids, but you're dry on the inside. And I feel like God is trying to, God is wanting to get your attention today and saying, I'm wanting to pour out some rain in your heart. You don't have to be dry much longer. Have you received a word of God for your situation yet? What are you going through today? There's something powerful about having a word of God that will sustain you through the season that you're in. There's something powerful about having a word of God for your marriage. There's something powerful about having a word of God for your family. There's something powerful about having a word of God for your business, for your friends, those that you've been praying for. You can build your life off that word. Well, I don't see it. Well, we'll get into that just a little bit. Because understand that if, even if you don't see it and you get a word from God, write this down, that you will always feel trapped within your circumstance until you get a word from outside your circumstance. So you will, you will, you'll feel trapped. The world coming against you, the world pressing in around you, there comes a point in your life where you have a revelation that although the world is coming against me, greater is he that is in me than the world that is coming against me. I know that this, I'm having a tough time providing for my family. God says, I am your provider. I know I'm facing sickness. God says, I am your healer. There's a level, you know what? Even if I don't see it this side of heaven, I'm gonna base my life off that word that God has given me. Now, God has spoken a word. In 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, we read, if my people who are called by my name, right before that, he says, when I withhold rain from the land, so verse 13, God says, when I withhold rain from the land, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then I will hear from heaven. So Elijah is aligning himself with the word that God spoke back in 2 Chronicles. He's saying, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. And understand this today, we've been talking about potential, how to maximize your potential in Christ, that what God has for you, that thing that God has for you, that in order to maximize your potential, you have to see yourself beyond what you see right now. You have to be able to see yourself beyond what you see right now. He hears something in the spirit and then he acts on it. And when God speaks, God is looking for a response. When God speaks to you, it's not for you to throw that word aside and think, well, God, speak to, me, speak to me again about something else. This is what I know about God, is that when God speaks something to you in your life, if you go through thinking, okay, I'm not gonna act on that word, but I'm gonna ask, well, God, speak something new to me again. God says, why? You didn't listen the last time I said something. Happens to me all the time. All the time. God, give me a, give me a new word. God says, I gave you a word and you did nothing about it. How about you go back to what I said the first time? Because when God speaks, he's looking for a response. 
He's looking for someone to take him at his word. I know this in Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 30. This is further on. God is speaking over the land of Israel. God looked up for someone among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land so I would not have to destroy it. But God found no one. God is searching for people to stand in the gap to stand up for what is right, to stand up for what is true, to stand up for the true reality, which is God. He's looking for a people to stand up, but he found no one. Is God gonna find no one in Omaha? I believe God is looking for people today. I believe he's looking for people that'll stand up for their families, their marriage, their friendships. I believe he's looking for people that'll stand up for their city, their school, their work. I believe God is looking for people today Is he going to find someone? Tell you what, God can do something powerful through an available person. He's looking for someone to use. He's saying, I searched for someone, but I found no one. There's plenty of times in the Bible where God speaks something and then God relents. I know this because the story of Nineveh, God speaks to Jonah, says, go to to Nineveh and tell them that what they're doing is wicked so I don't have to destroy the land. Jonah goes, the people repent, God changes his mind. Does God speak stuff and also change his mind? Is God moved by our prayers? Do you believe that God is moved by your prayers? There's plenty of instances in the Bible where God speaks something and then he relents because of the prayers of his people. We hear about it with Moses. We hear about it in the, in the book of Amos. Well, what's that? It's a small minor prophet in the Bible. God's speaking about Israel and Amos is contending on behalf of Israel for the people of Israel. He's saying, God, how can your people... How can you people stand with it? They're not gonna be able to hold it. If you, if you do this, it's not gonna, they're not gonna be able to stand. So God relents. Three times in Amos, he relents. We know this in Isaiah and the king of Hezekiah. Isaiah goes to the king Hezekiah and says, hey, put your house in order because you, be, you won't survive much longer. Hezekiah turns to the Lord and says, God, why? God, just give me a few more years. God, do not take my life right here at this moment. And before Isaiah even gets outside the door, God says, Isaiah, Go back and tell Hezekiah that I'll give him 15 more years. But that was the word of the Lord that went to King Hezekiah. Hezekiah went to the Lord and God did something else. Can I tell you that God hears the prayers of his people? Elijah hears the sound of a heavy rain. He hears what's going on in the spirit. And we pick up in 1 Kings chapter 18. What does he do? Verse 42. It says, so Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel bent down to the ground and put his face between his knees. So Ahab went off, Elijah went up. Ahab went off, Elijah went up. Ahab went off, Elijah went up. I wanna be full of a bunch of churches that we go up to God with our problems. We don't just drown them out with food or drink or anything that'll satisfy our temporary mortal bodies. But we're going up to God in prayer. We're bringing things up to God in prayer. So Elijah hears the sound, and then he goes up to the mountain to pray. He hears something in his spirit, And then he goes to act on it in the flesh. He hears something in the spirit. He goes to act on it in the flesh. Act on it in the flesh, and then he gets in prayer. The Bible says he gets in this weird prayer position. How many of you guys pray with your head between your knees? I I would try to model that for you, but I don't do this weird, weird yoga stretching stuff that I just, my body doesn't move like that. It doesn't work like that. So I don't know what exactly looked like it. I'd love to model it for you, but use your own imagination. So God is trying to get their attention. So everything's in motion. Three and a half years, God is trying to get their attention because they served Baal, the rain god, 
Baal is the rain god, the, the, the god that is bringing rain, and it's not bringing rain along, upon the land because tr- God is trying to get their attention. Understand this today, that God will allow your situation to get your attention. God will allow a situation in your life to get your attention because he will not let you be satisfied with something that cannot sustain you. How good of a God would that be that if he lets you run your life and ruin your life in something that will never truly satisfy So he allows, God does allow situations in your life to get your attention. So Elijah's Elijah's in there and he's doing the sacrifice thing and he he pours water on it because it's an impossible odd. You're talking about ending a three-year drought, three-and-a-half-year drought. And here's a man who gets a word from God saying, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain because that's what walking by faith looks like. God puts you in an impossible situation so that he can get the glory. That's what walking in faith looks like. I know I can't see with my natural eyes how it could happen, but I'm believing that God is going to make a way. So for me, in this church, stepping into the season, the reason why I've never left Omaha is because I feel like I've heard a word from God. I've heard a word from God for this city. I had plenty of times if I wanted to go to different places, but I know what God spoke to me. And it's weird if you look back, if I, I wish I could, maybe one day I'll write a book and just write how God went back 10, 15, 20 years and how God was moving stuff. How did God use baseball to get me where I am today? But if you look back on your life, you know, hindsight being 2020, you can see how God orchestrated things. God used things. I'm not saying that God always puts things in your life. He doesn't always make bad things happen. Sometimes it's called a dumb decision that we made, <laughs> but God can use it. Man, God, I, you used that time in jail to turn my life around. God, you use that, that, that conversation. God, you know what? You even use the divorce because God will use it if you let him. I'm not saying you go off and just do stupid things. You know what? We're just gonna rob some places today so I have a testimony. We don't do that. God can use it if you let him. And so in my life, I believe I've God has spoken a word. Like right now, I believe for a church, I've heard a lot of things about God for a building, for this church. Because I feel like God is saying these words that our, this church needs to learn how to get their feet into the ground. I could see cleats. So I can see cleats. The church digging its feet in the ground. He's saying this church has got to get ready to run. It's got to get ready to run. And so that's why I'm going around and I'm looking for a building. And some people get all caught up in a building. It's not about the building. It's about getting a place and getting our feet in the ground. They could close us down tomorrow. We couldn't meet here. We'll go to the HQ. We'll go to HQ. We'll meet there. Doesn't matter. We might have to have four or five services. I'm fine with that. God's saying, I need you to get your feet in the ground. So I'm believing for big things that God has. And I'm believing for, for, for what God wants to do in this city. And I keep getting this word, 1%. I don't know what that means. Maybe we're going to be the 1% left. Maybe that means he wants to reach 1% of this city. I don't know what it is, but I believe that God wants to use you. I believe that God wants a, has a word for your life. I believe God has a word for your life. I believe this is the word that God has spoken to me. This is what I'm gonna believe for. This is what I'm gonna be saying in the gap on behalf of Omaha for. And I'm gonna be leaving for that with all of my heart because I hear something, because I see something. And I want you guys to be able to see it too. I want you guys to be able to hear it too. I also want you to hear for what God is speaking over your life, what he's speaking over your marriage, what he's speaking over, insert problem here. I want you to be able to see it. And so we pick up in 1 Kings 18.43, Elijah's sitting there and he's praying in this weird position and he says to his servant, he says, go and look towards the sea, he told his servant. And he went up and looked and read this. Say this after me. Say, say, there is 
nothing there. Take the verse off the screen, please. Pastor Clyde, you want to come up real quick? He doesn't know what's going on here. All right, here, stay right here. Okay, we're going to pretend I'm Elijah, and you're Elijah's servant. They don't give him a name. So Elijah's sitting there doing this prayer thing. He's just got his head in between. He goes, hey, servant. I wish they had gave him a name. We're going to call him Pastor Clyde, though. Pastor Clyde, I'm hearing something, and I'm praying for it. I need you to go to the top of the mountain, and I need you to go tell me if you see what I see. So go. All right, so pull back the curtains. Pull back the curtains. I want you to go to the end of the building right now. Go. I'm, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to pray. I'm praying. I'm praying that word that I hear. He goes. He sees it. Comes back. He's coming back. He's coming. Look at him. Look at him. He's running. He's full of faith. Man, what do you see? What do you see? What do you got? Uh, there's no rain. Oh, there's nothing there. You see nothing? There's a door. But I, but I see something. Well, go and look again. <laughs> and he's going. He's going to look. I see something in my spirit. I got someone that's with me. I, go look. Go, do you see what I see? All right, I can see. Okay, he's coming back. He's coming back. Man, he, oh, he's running a little bit slower this time. That's not good. Okay, what do you see? Can I say rain this time? Or? <laughs> We're gonna have fun with this because it was seven times. Uh, no rain. No Nothing? Rain. I, I'm seeing something in my spirit. I, I just gotta keep praying. Go look again. <laughs> you guys are like, he's so hard on him. <laughs> We're gonna have fun with this because this is what it feels like to pray for something and to not see it come to pass. This is what it feels like. What are you praying for that is not coming to pass? Now he's just getting slower. What do you see now? No rain. Ah, but I swear I see something. <laughs> so what do you do? Because remember, let me ask you a question. Was the servant wrong? He wasn't wrong in the natural. How often when someone speaks something over to your life, do you discredit? Because God is speaking something through them, and you're saying, no, that could never be. Because you discredit the word that was spoken over your life because it's in the natural. He's not wrong, but he's wrong. Elijah sees something. Because remember, we're talking about a rain cycle. In order for rain to form, we're looking out in the distance and right now, water is evaporating. So something is happening, but nothing is seen. How often in your life is something is happening, but nothing is seen? So I want you to go one more time. One, one more time, except stop in front of that sign up there. So he's going to go again. Everyone, if you see Pastor Clyde after this, have him, give him a high five or a hug or something. Now, Elijah's not going to go. Why didn't Elijah go? Because I feel like if he would have went, his eyes would have destroyed his faith. 
How often do we let what we see with our physical eyes destroy what we see with our spirit? And so he comes back. Coming back. And I'm thinking, man, I've been prayed. We're just going to act like it's six times. What did you see? I see a cloud. You see a cloud? I see a cloud. I mean, how big is it? I ain't going to do much. <laughs> so it's not nothing? It's not nothing. It's not nothing. It's, a yeah. it's not nothing, but it's not much. It's not nothing, but it's not much. You can sit down. Yeah. It's not nothing, but it's not much. Pick up in 1 Kings 18, 44. The seventh time the servant reported, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So he's saying, I see something. I finally see something with my eyes. Elijah's like, I know. I've been seeing it with my spirit. You know, he ran by the best is yet to come sign like four or five times. And I could see the best is yet to come because I was looking for it. He wasn't looking for that. He was just going to do something. But he wasn't looking with his spirit, mainly because I'm not, I'm not giving him a hard time or anything. I didn't even tell him anything. But he's riding by. We have a sign that says the best is yet to come. Do you see that with your spirit? Do you see that with your heart? Do you see that with your physical eyes or your spiritual eyes? Do you see what God is doing? So he says, I see a cloud. It's not nothing, but it's not much. Kind of like the five loaves and two fish. often do we discredit what God is doing in our life because it doesn't look like much because God is doing so much in your life God is doing so much in your marriage God is doing so much in your life and we discredit it and we say God's not here well, it's not nothing but it's not much it's something because I've learned to go off of just a little because I see it more with my spirit we pick up, let's keep going. It's 1 Kings verse 45. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. So it's a cloud the size of a man's hand. And he says, Ahab, go tell Ahab, stop, go before the rain stops you. Tell you what, it's easy to get swept up in a revival. It takes a whole nother type of person to help create one. And it doesn't take any faith to see, wow, that was a move of God. It doesn't take any faith to see after the fact what God did in your family and your marriage. It doesn't take any faith. Everyone will just wait and see. Well, that takes no faith. What do you see with your spirit? What are you looking for? Do you see it? I feel like a little Christmas music. Do you hear what I hear? Do you see what I see? Like, even in your life, like, do you see what I see? Do you see what I see, what God has in you, for you? So when I'm talking to you, I'm not talking about stuff I see in the physical. When I'm going on, I'm talking to you. I'm not talking about things in the, in the natural, what I see. I'm talking about things in my spirit. 
And there's a level that you gotta be able to see with your spirit what God has for you for your future. How, what a shame would it be as me as your pastor speaks more into your life and then you're going off with just a word that you heard from someone else versus what God is trying to speak over your life. So I'm going through this morning and I'm praying over these chairs and God is saying these words, my people need to know the potential that I place inside of them. And they need to learn not to settle for less than what I've called them to be. And you can choose to look at that word as being something like, oh, I've missed it. But God's still speaking. Because sometimes God will give you a word in your circumstance, in your situation, to help get you outside of it so that you can see the bigger picture. So God's speaking something to you. I'm saying, open up your ears to hear. Open up your eyes to see. There is so much potential in this room. Do you think Peter saw what God was gonna use him for at Pentecost when he was throwing that net in the water? I don't think so. I don't think he saw it, but God did. Elijah had enough faith to go off of a word for what he heard. I want you to be able to build your life off this word. So he gets in and he prays not three times, five times, he prays seven times. And that's how it feels. I'm praying for that son to come home, it doesn't happen. I'm praying that there's, there's people in my life that I think of all the time that I know God wants to reach. And I'm praying for them, I don't see it happening. But I hear something in my spirit. Why does God keep putting in that person on your heart to pray for? Some of you guys, you thought I should text someone about coming to church today and you didn't. Why do you think you keep remembering that? Do you have enough faith to go off of a little? Because I'm working. I know you don't see it, but I'm working. We're talking about a rain cycle. Although nothing is happening, nothing is seen, something's happening. And I can feel it in the spirit. I can feel it in this city. I can feel it in the schools. I can feel it in this nation. God is getting the tension of the people. God is getting the tension of the people. Did God cause COVID-19? No. Is God gonna use it? Absolutely. God's gonna use it. And I believe God wants to use each and every one of us. Would you stand to your feet today? I wanna share with you one last verse. You guys think, well, that's Elijah. That's the prophet of God. There's something powerful about the Spirit of God coming upon someone that's available. Peter did not see Pentecost coming. Paul was going out killing the church, and God says, you know what? I see potential in that. I'm gonna use that. I'm gonna use that story. I'm gonna use your life. I'm gonna use every shortcoming, every mistake, every attack. I'm gonna use that for my good because God will use all things for his good, for the good of those who are called according to his purpose and that love him. God will use it. And I wanna share with you the last verse, James chapter five. It says, Elijah was a man just like us, just like me, just like you, just like me, just like you. He prayed once. He prayed twice, three times, four times, five times. Sixth time, he prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. 
and he prayed and the heavens gave rain and the earth produces crops. At this moment, I wanna invite my wife up onto the stage. I wanna pray for you today. I also want my wife to pray for this church and in this city, and then we'll be done. But if you need God to make a way in your life today, would you raise your hand? pray for you today and God you see each and every hand that was raised and your word says behold I am doing a new thing do you not perceive it do you not see it you know why you don't see it because it's invisible and I'm working behind the scenes right now God so you saw every single hand that went up and so God we bring the needs before you of this church we bring needs of 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 pain man there's so much shame that is over what you've done God says he wants to take that from you today God says let me take that from you today let me take that from you today there, there's questions there's doubt if you think it'll work out maybe I should just give up maybe I should just give up on the marriage no God says I, I want to work in it don't give up on him I want to keep working in it the, the sickness that's been plaguing you for 12 years God's saying I want to work in it I want to use it even right now, that even in, in the pain, you can still have joy. Because although this world may come against me, God is with me, God is for me. I'm gonna have trouble, but take heart for Jesus has overcame the world. God, so I submit all these things before you today. God, the same way you made a way back then, may you make a way today. The same way that you did it back then, where you brought rain to a country that was in need. God, may you make a way in these people's lives today. Your church, your people. Just right now, lift up your hands. Receive it today. Receive it today. God, won't you make a way? Won't you make a way, God? Won't you make a way in their lives? God, make a way in their families, their marriages, their work. God, make a way, Lord. Won't you make a way, Lord? Let it happen, God. God says, keep praying. God says, don't grow weary. It takes persistence. Keep praying, keep seeking, keep knocking, keep asking, and you'll see it come to pass. God, I know you're working. I know you're working behind the scenes. And God, I believe that you are working in this church. Thank you so much for listening today. And we wanna give a special thank you to those that give so generously to My City Church. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you would like to give today, please hit the link in the description or go to our website at mycitychurch.cc forward slash give. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please hit the subscribe button and share it on all of your social media. We love you so much. We'll see you next week. God bless.